Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, jumping in before the episode begins. In today's episode, I make a commitment to no longer continue to playing small and you're going to hear all about the lessons that I've learned and how you can apply them in your life and business. And it's going to make sense why I've chosen to do this at the beginning of the episode when you listen to that. But before you jump in, I want to let you know that if you resonate with the podcast and you think, you know what, this chick, she knows what she's talking about and I want a little bit more of that, I want to let you know that there are two ways that you can work with me currently. The first one is one-to-one. I have got spaces opening in September 2022, which therefore means that my calendar for consultations is open. If you go to my website, I'll link it in the show notes, you can see my one-to-one page. It'll give you all the information about one-to-one coaching that you need and also the ability to book in a free, no obligation, no ickiness consultation call. The second way is to register your interest to join in the Thrive First Method. You will get access to the Thrive First Method the program and you'll also get access to Thrive First membership. So there are going to be two ways that I'm going to be supporting you here. And I'm going to be telling you more about this over the upcoming episodes where I'm going to be interviewing my clients and answering the questions that you guys have given me about the Thrive First Method. All you need to do currently is register your interest. There's no obligation. All it means is you're going to be the first to hear about it and potentially a few sneaky offers as well. So without further ado, let's dive in to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about business lessons that I've learned over the past year. This time last year, it was episode 40, I published an episode saying, it's my birthday, lessons from a 35-year-old business owner. Now, it's not quite my birthday yet, and that's later on in August, Um, but Having had an amazing experience from being away for a week in Cornwall, we stayed in Perrinport, right on the beach, in a Airbnb place called A Stone's Throw, which literally is a stone's throw away from the beach. And we were lucky enough to have the opportunity to have surfing lessons. So for those of you who don't know, Jimmy, my husband, he already surfs. He's quite good at it. I, on the other hand, I'm a bit shit. And... um I'm going to talk about that in today's episode, but only the only reason I'm going to be sharing those insights with you is solely to give you the lessons that I've learned over the last year in business. And one of the things that it's just prompted my mind to do is to go and listen to that episode 40, because I think it would be really useful for me to listen to that episode and hear, you know, are there any trends? Can I see that I've grown in the last year? So thank you for past me for for recording that episode because um, I'm going to go and listen to that. But today what I want to do is I want to share with you the 
lessons that surfing brought up for me in regards to business. I hope I've done that sentence right. (laughs) Being in the water, which by the way, for me is a big thing. Like I don't, I'm not one to just freely get in the water above my knees. Like that's not, (laughs) that's not something that I would ordinarily do. So for me to have a surf lesson and then go in and then voluntarily go back in the sea day after day after day was a big thing. Um, But what I want to share with you is, I, I just can't explain the business lessons that came up for me while I was in the water. It literally saw me getting out the water, running back up to the Airbnb and bullet pointing all of these lessons for you to share with you in the Inner Work conversation today because I don't, I genuinely don't think having not had that experience last week in the sea, I don't think that it would have brought about all these reflections. And I know that whether you're a business owner or whether you're in business, I know that there are going to be lessons in these reflections that are going to serve you too. And by the way, that's how I want you to approach this episode. I want you to listen to my own reflections. And as always, start thinking to yourself, how does that apply to me? Well, okay, I see what Nikki's sharing there. How does that lesson apply to me in my life and in my business? Um, Because I want you to, as always, I want you to share in my own experiences and reflect that back to yourself. So without any further ado, I think we should just dive straight in. First thing that I want to say is the way that the sea is like business (laughs) is the sea is a sassy little bitch. Like she is sassy. She does whatever the fuck she wants to do. And she does, the sea does not care about your emotions. The sea doesn't care if you're scared. The sea doesn't the sea doesn't care if you are worried about what you look like to other people. She is just doing her thing and the situation and the circumstances around you can change so quickly. The tide, the um, current, it can all change so quickly. And also, Not only is there you in the sassy bitch of a sea doing whatever she wants while you're in there, having all of these inner experiences based on your outer physical experiences of being thrown around by her, there are also all of these other people around you, all equally having the same experience, all at different levels of competence in their ability to navigate the sea, whether they're swimming bodyboarding, surfing, whatever it is that they're doing, they're all in there with you. And sometimes, you know, they can make a mistake and their surfboard, they can let go of it and that can whack you in the face. And there can be bumps and we can bump up against each other. And there can be all of these things. And I want to start the episode off there by saying, as soon as I got in the sea, I was like, oh, right. The sea's like business. Oh. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, the business doesn't give a shit. Business is a sassy little bitch, regardless of whether you're a business owner or whether you are in business. You and you know as well as I do, business is going on and things can change in an instant and your external circumstances can feel completely safe in one moment and you get an email and the whole world has changed. And not only that, the, the way that I was mentioning other people, 
not only are that, you, you're in business, yeah, but there are other people in business too, also being thrown around by business as well. And they are bumping into you and having experiences with you and you're having experiences back with them. And I'm going to get into the lessons in a sec, but I just want to start off by saying the moment that I got thrown around by the sea, the moment I walked into the sea, I was like, oh, you're like business. This You, the sea, you're like business. You do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm privileged to be a part of this, but I am also deeply respectful for the fact that it's on me to treat you with respect and navigate you in a way that honors my inner world. Because let's have it right, when you're in that sea and all of your fears come up, or even before you get in the sea and you're like, oh, really, oh, it's cold. Ah, it's cold on my feet. Oh, this feels uncomfortable. It's on you. How you navigate that is on you. And you've got a choice. Like you can you can start wading into the sea and be like, oof, this is cold. Oof, this is uncomfortable. Um, and let's get into it. That That's my lesson number one. Be aware of your inner chatter but don't be led by it. So much came up for me in this hour leading up to the surf lesson that we had. So not even, I wasn't even at the beach. From our living room, right, in this Airbnb, um, we had a view that stretched as far as the horizon of the sea. You could literally see everything from beach to sea. And in the hour leading up to the surf lesson, I don't think this time <laughs> being able to see the sea and sit there watching it. I don't think, I just don't think this did anything for my imaginative inner chatter. Things that I noticed it saying, you're going to get wet. Your hair will get wet. Your contact lenses will feel uncomfortable. The sand will feel horrible. Listen, I'm not diagnosed with anything like autism or anything like that, but I do know that I have sensory challenges personally. Um, and that's not something I've ever shared before. So um, yeah, I'm sharing that with you. But and I don't share things like that regularly. So this is a pretty big deal that I'm sharing that to me. But I do have sensory issues. Like um, if some, like if the remote control is touching me and I can feel that it's cold on my arm, I'll want it off like straight away. Little things like that. Anyway, I knew that the sand was going to be an issue for me, that the my contact lenses were probably going to cause me a problem. And anyway, I could, God, I could go on and on and on literally. But in my imagination, my mind chatter went off. And I have noticed this about myself in business too. Whenever whenever I am anticipating something, I've got to be super aware of the thoughts that are actually happening automatically, often on repeat. And they're often highly unnecessary, highly disempowering. But I think that it's natural, right? We want to, as humans, we want to mitigate risk. We, but, but this inner chatter that I'm talking about, it feels like more than mitigating risk. It feels like trying to convince yourself that you're about to experience a discomfort that you're not going to be able to handle. That, that's it. You're about to experience a discomfort that you're not going to be able to handle. And so what you do is start collecting evidence of all of the ways you're going to experience discomfort. And you use that evidence to convince yourself, I'm not going to be able to handle this. Like, I, I don't even want to go and do what I'm about to go and do because I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it. it. It feels like a voice that is trying to protect me from basically anything and everything. And I noticed this, like the surf lesson was booked and not only was it booked and paid for, but I was also taking JJ, my son, and his friend. 
And um, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it in front of Jacob and his friends. I couldn't not then go and do the surf lesson. So I knew I was going to do it. But in my head, the amount of mind chatter and gathering of evidence of all of the ways it was going to be awful and then making that mean that I'm not going to be able to handle it made the experience leading up to the surf lesson deeply unpleasurable and uncomfortable. And of course, you know it goes without saying that I got to the surf lesson and I was able to deal with the sand and I was and actually a few days in none of that none of that matters like I didn't care about the cold water I didn't care about the sand I didn't care about my contact lenses I didn't even care about things that I feel quite embarrassed to talk about like what my face looked like without makeup on and stuff like that but all of those things I did care about in that hour leading up to it. And the way that this, anyway, the way that this links into business is for those of you who've listened to episode 81, where I talk about Thrive Together, my membership being closed and relaunching it as something bloody epic, by the way, if you don't mind me saying, but something that is going to be relaunching in September called the Thrive First Method, where you're not only going to have access to the program, but you're also going to have access to an ongoing support with me is I I can't tell you how aligned this stuff is to what I feel is true to my life's work. Having the opportunity to support people with how they use their time, their relationship with their goals, their relationship with themselves as they navigate their goals and their day-to-day life and business really, to me, feels like the most aligned work that I could possibly be doing. And so doing the work, I've already, by the way, launched it with my current clients inside the container that used to be Thrive Together. So it's already it's already there. All I'm doing now, by the way, is the marketing material, making sure that the, um, uh, the behind the scenes systems are set up in order to welcome new people in, right? That's the stuff that you have to do as a business owner that I don't particularly enjoy. I'm outsourcing some of it. Um, but anyway, side note, what I want to let you know is so much like me opening the doors back up in September although I am deeply confident about this being the best content I've ever produced this being the best support I could ever offer any of my clients although I am so confident about what it is one of the things that I notice about myself is watching the September date come forward closer to me like watching that surf lesson oh it's it's an hour away. Oh, it's 45 minutes away. Oh, it's half an hour away. Oh shit. We're walking down to the beach. Noticing that September deadline coming closer and closer to me, the mind chatter is starting. And it's not about the program itself. It's all about my ability to market, my ability to sell, my ability to um, communicate this offer to you. And I want to let you know that the experience that I've had with this has led me to thinking thoughts that are not healthy thoughts for me as a human, and they're not conducive to lucrative business, being a being a good business owner. These are thoughts like, well, you're not going to be able to communicate this effectively. You're not going to be able to put marketing material together because that's just not what you're good at. You're not good. What if, what if the date comes closer and closer and closer and you haven't spoken about it enough? You haven't told people about it enough. Blah, 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 blah. All of this mind chatter comes up and it leads me to thinking things like maybe I should just do a soft launch. 
Maybe I should just not tell people about it. Open the doors and whoever comes in, comes in. Now, that's, there's actually nothing wrong with that. Like genuinely, there's nothing wrong with that approach. There's nothing wrong with a soft launch. There's nothing wrong with not marketing an offer and um, just letting whoever turns up, turns up. If, if, you, if that's what is aligned with you. So please don't take what I'm about to say as advice of what you should or should not be doing in your business. But what I want to explain is what this experience taught me was I have an intention to serve as many of you with the Thrive First method as I possibly can. I have made it the most cost-effective program that I could possibly release in integrity, right? Without underpricing it. And I have done all of that with the intention of making it as accessible to as many of you because I truly believe, not from my own inner belief, but listening to the testimonials and the feedback of clients who are going to be coming up in upcoming episodes, that the more people that have their hands on the Thrive First method, the more people are going to be able to live a life where they are going about their goals, their business, their life, them thriving first at the same time as calmly achieving what they want to achieve. Not having this bigger vision and not being able to connect to it and therefore execute it. All of the things. Anyway, I'll do a separate episode because when I noticed this mind chatter coming up, instead of being like, right, fuck it, I'm not going to the surf lesson and I'm not going to walk down to the beach. I'm going to stay here and make up an excuse, right? I could have easily made up an excuse for Jacob and his friends of why I wasn't going to go and do the do the fucking surf lesson. And I could equally do that in business. No one would know, right? I haven't got a boss. So no one would know. It's only me and me. But what I caught myself doing was going, do you know what? No, this isn't right. To, for it to be an aligned launch in September, it makes sense to communicate. And so what I did was I asked for questions. I for those of you who are into human design and manifesting generator, I work really well when I've got something to respond to. And so I went on my Instagram and I was like, guys, what questions have you got about the Thrive First method that you need to know to make an informed decision? And I, so many of you got back with messages of, I need to know this, what's it about? What, who's it for? What, what do we do? How's the program delivered? What's the cost? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna write all of that up and put it on the sales page so that you can see it. I'm going to record a podcast episode on it. But I want to let you know that if I'd have followed that inner chatter, if I'd have followed all of these thoughts, I wouldn't have gone to the surf lesson and I wouldn't be just about to start marketing the Thrive First method in a way that truly puts it out there and I can stand by and go, do you know what? I've done this program proud. I haven't gone, I've got I've got this habit of like creating something and just allowing people to turn up to it. And it, there's probably fear in there, right? There's probably fear of failure and fear of rejection and all of these weird and wonderful fears that we have. But I won't allow myself to get in my own way like that anymore. I won't allow myself to play small like that anymore. And I think that just to round off this lesson, it's one. It's it's also one about your mind, Chelsea, yeah, but it's also one about remaining in your comfort zone. I think that one of the things that I was learning whilst I was in the surf lesson was you first, you start off on the beach, actually, you don't start off in the water and they teach you, you know, how to get on your board, where to position yourself on the board, um, how to catch a wave. So like when to get on the board and start paddling, 
what waves to catch, what waves not to catch. Um, and then you get, once you've practiced that, you then get out of the water and then they teach you the five steps of getting up. Like when you've caught a wave, getting up and standing up on your board, right? And one of the things that I noticed, which is very in align with what I've in alignment with what I've just told you, is I actually learn, as in the knowledge of how to catch a wave on my belly, like treating the um, surfboard like a bodyboard. So catching the wave, paddling, letting the wave take me. But when they taught me how to stand up, oh my fucking god, I had a lot of resistance to that. Like I didn't want to stand up, and I noticed myself getting in my own way. Um, and in my head, I know this might be lesson two, so let's just stop counting. And let me just tell you about it. I noticed myself automatically go to decline the offer, like of wanting to stand up. And I noticed myself saying things in my own head to allow me to stay in the comfort zone of, I'll just do this half. I won't do the half of the bit where I've been taught how to stand up and practice that. I'll just do the half where I've been taught how to lie down on my tummy and paddle out and catch a wave that way. And I noticed myself decline the offer offer of learning to actually stand up on the board. And what I noticed my mind doing is sub, obviously subconsciously being like, it's just not what I do. I'm obviously not a surfer is what my subconscious was saying. But what I realized in business and evidently in life is that remaining in your comfort zone means you don't get to experience anything new. You don't get to grow your skills and your inner world. And our, our experiences in life and in business are driven by what we what we will allow ourselves to experience. So to apply this in business, if you stay in your comfort zone, which to me and surfing look like staying on my tummy and just catching waves that way, it's it's good to do that to a point and it's good to remain in your comfort zone to a point especially when you're learning and implementing and embodying something new so if you're if you've just learned a piece of knowledge that you know it's on you to practice and turn into a skill then yeah stay in your comfort zone until the point where you're like do you know what if red is i'm sh- i don't know how to do it amber is oh i'm learning how to do it and green is i've mastered it allow yourself to be an amber and start learning it practically start going do you know what I'm just going to add this little bit more on I'm just going to push myself just outside my comfort zone a little bit more because what I've noticed with myself that can happen is if I allow myself to get to green which is I'm a master at this I can do this I will happily stay in that comfort zone and not then push myself further I will happily stay in my comfort zone but then my mind my subconscious mind will go further than that and be like you're just not a surfer Nick you're just not a surfer. And so metaphorically, you know, what I'm asking you guys to consider in business is where have you allowed yourself, if you're in a job or if you're a business owner like me, so that is the difference between having a manager who holds you accountable for your career growth and hopefully your um, results, or if you're a business owner like me and you don't have anyone that you are accountable to but yourself, I want you to reflect that back to yourself and ask yourself, how do I stay in my comfort zone when it's time for me to move out? How am I not allowing myself to experience new experiences because I am allowing myself to, in inverted commas, stay on my tummy and paddle and not actually try to get up on the surfboard. And this very much links into the next um, point that I want to make to you. But before I move on to it, I just want to let you know that if you stay, being in that comfort zone, it's a good thing. 
It's a good thing for our nervous system when we're learning new things. It's a good thing to navigate experiences. Sometimes it's a good thing if life and business is going to shit to stay in your comfort zone, right? So the way I'd apply that to the sea is if if the sea started all of a sudden having a strong current, then I'm not going to then at that point start to get up and try and learn how to actually get up on my board and surf at that time because the circumstances around me have got more aggressive, right? So my point to you is only you know when it's a good time to stay in your comfort zone and when it's a good time to come out of it and push yourself that little bit further. And this massively, um, and the risk, that's that's the last thing I wanted to mention on that point. The risk is you're going to stagnate. The risk is without opening yourself up to new experiences, automatically and subconsciously you'll start ruling them out. And it might mean that you don't get to grow. Yeah, getting up on the board, trying to stand up, guys, I got thrown off like you wouldn't believe to the point where I, I vomited like I was sick because I'd been thrown around by the sea underneath my surfboard to the point where I was petrified, right? Like, it was only, it was fairly shallow. I wasn't out deep, but it's, uh, it feels like you've been in a washing machine and it's scary, right? It's for someone who isn't quite comfortable with the sea, it's scary. And so, but, but, and so what I can tell you is when I got up on the board, I stood up properly once. It was such a great feeling of accomplishment. Um, but all of those other times where I fell off and I got like thrown around and I wouldn't, although they were uncomfortable, like deeply physically and mentally uncomfortable, I wouldn't have got to experience the growth that came out of those. Like I was so scared of that. And I, and when I stood back up, all right, apart from like having to cough up a little bit of water, I was fine. And there is nothing quite like experiencing something in life and business that you're petrified of, going through it and going, shit, handled it. I'm fine. And that honestly is what has happened to me in the last year of business. You know what I've had to navigate, like many of you, like I've had to navigate losing my dad's dementia. Many of you have had to navigate all sorts of things in and outside of business where if we relate it to the sea, you've been tossed around, thrown around, physically and mentally hurt, emotionally scarred. And um, you've had to navigate some times where you genuinely will have thought, shit, if someone had told me that's what I was going to have to navigate, I would have been like, nah, no, I'm out, not having it, not doing it, not going there because I'm not going to be able to handle it. And you handled it. Not only did you handle it, you came out of it stronger. You came out of it a different version of yourself. You went into that situation thinking you weren't going to be able to handle something like that. You came out of that situation realizing, shit, yes, I can. Yes, I can. And let me tell you, without giving yourself the opportunity to experience the discomfort of that thing that you think you can't handle, you won't get that. You won't get, you won't, you just won't. You can't get that by hypothetically living it out in your head. You have to experience it. So my ask of you in this particular lesson is to allow yourself to experience the things that you think are gonna, you're not gonna be able to handle. Because nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, you're gonna be fine. 
even if you get a bit battered and bruised in the process, you're going to be fine and you're going to come out of it a newer version of yourself that has got this growth and this experience that that past version of yourself doesn't have, right? Um, so let me move into the other lessons. I'll speed this up because we're already 25 minutes in. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I noticed about myself is how I, this is like quite a hard one for my ego to admit to, but I'm going to go there. I was really deeply concerned about how I looked <laughs> all the way from before the surf lesson, like taking all my makeup off and going down to the beach with no makeup on. Um, to my own discomfort, I was vain in that, vain enough in that way and cared enough about what other people thought of me to the point where I made myself uncomfortable. Let me explain. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to take my makeup off if I'm gonna go in the water. I'm gonna have to take my mascara off. I'm gonna have to take my eyebrows off. And listen, there's gonna be some of you listening thinking, you vain bitch. Yeah, you've you've got me right. You know, it's hard to admit. But I think that one of the things that we can all relate to is that we care how we look to other people in whatever form that takes itself in. I'm going to give you a few examples as I navigate this particular lesson. So I had to take my makeup off, but I, in the first surf lesson, I was like, I'll just leave my eyebrows on. I just, I, I use this stuff on my eyebrows um, to keep them in place. It's like glue. Um, it's amazing stuff. And I was like, that's not going to come off in the sea. Oh, it came off. And I could feel it coming off because it stung my eyes. Stung, stung, it stung them. And I actually thought to myself in that moment, wow, Nick, you were more concerned about how you looked to people who either love you unconditionally or do not know you and never will see you again in your whole life. You're that concerned of how you look that you cause yourself discomfort? Have a fucking word. Like, seriously, Nikki? And I had to go back after the surf lesson and be like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that again. I'm not going to be prioritizing how I look or how I think I'm being perceived to other people or how ugly or um, nice they think I look over my own discomfort, over my own, like, you know. So that was the first thing. That was the first way that I was noticing myself being caught up in other people's judgment in my own head, right? No one gives a shit what you look like when you're down on the beach in my own head. But that's the very vain aspect of what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, and that links to business. But there's another example that I want to give you as well. So let me round this one off and then I'm going to give you the other example. This links to business because when I worked in an office, I used to wear the pencil skirt suits. I used to have my hair a certain way. I used to wear heels, although they were uncomfortable. I used to wear makeup that took me, I mean, it doesn't anymore, but it used to take me 45 minutes to put on. And what that lesson in the water taught me as my eyebrows were leaking into my eyes and causing me a world of pain, um, the lesson that it taught me was, at what cost, Nick? You're trying to look good. You're trying to uphold this external perception. But at what cost, love? Like if I treat myself, if I speak to myself as though I was speaking to someone who loved me unconditionally, it would sound like, sweetheart, like what are you doing? <laughs> you're lovely. 
And do you know what? It doesn't even matter. So why are you doing that to yourself? And why do you think that it matters what perception other people have of the way that you look? And you can apply this to so many aspects of life and business. You know, I just told you about one example of going into an office. You could have another example if you're someone who has to appear online or on your own website of what you look like. Okay, sure. We all like to look good. Yeah. But there's a difference between liking to look good for pictures and going on Instagram and filming content and upholding an image because you're scared of how people might perceive you. And I honestly can say that that's something I'm willing to let go of. I'm willing to start liking myself a little bit more, liking myself a little bit more than prioritizing what other people think of me and the way that I look over my own like discomfort and over my own um taking up my own time for things that don't matter as much to me we have to question why we're upholding a certain um visual right aesthetic the other thing that I really noticed is how this came into what I would and wouldn't try so this is less about how I looked and more about how (laughs) how much of a tit I looked when I was falling off the board when you get in the water right there's people in there who clearly know what they're doing they do. You can tell who they are. You can tell by the way they hold their surfboard. Hilarious, by the way. My arms, I've never known this about myself. I have short arms. Like, I, <laughs> Jimmy, when we, when we were carrying the surfboard down to the beach, Jimmy was like, oh, Nick, you're like a little T-Rex. Like, <laughs> because have you noticed like surfers, they, they, put, they hook their arm around the board and their fingers hook underneath it. My arms are too diddy. I can't, my, they don't reach. So I ended up having to like carry the surfboard. Anyway, oh, side note, stop getting sidetracked. Funny though, imagine me with a little T-Rex arms. Um, I, you can, that, that was what I was saying. You can clearly notice who is an experienced surfer and who is not, right? And when you get in the water, it's, I, I don't know if this is just me and me being very self-conscious, but I, I'm going to tell you about it anyway. What you notice is as you're trying new things, you're thinking, I was thinking, I bet you I look like a right tit. I bet you those people who know how to serve, I bet you they think, oh, like you, you clearly don't know what you're doing. Oh, look at you. And I, I noticed myself being held back to, remember I was talking earlier on in the episode about being comfortable with the tummy thing, but not being comfortable in standing up. I noticed myself not wanting to try standing up for fear of what other people would think when I got thrown off the board and tossed around and if they would laugh at me or if they were judging me or not. And the way that I think this applies in life and business, well, sorry, in business is I remember when I launched my own website and, you know, really launched the business is what I'm trying to say. And when I realized that I had to shit, if I, if I want people to know about me, I'm going to have to get on social media and, you know, podcasting. If I want to have a podcast, I'm going to have to record a first episode. And if you go back and listen to that first episode, guys, it sounds different. I am different because when we're new to something, um, we're not very good at it (laughs) most of the time. Um, we're, we're learning, we're practicing. It's not like, okay, so I logically and knowledge, I know the the logical steps and therefore I can take them. It's no, it's like, I know the steps one to five to stand up on the surfboard, but being able to actually execute them while the the sea is being a a sassy little bitch, 
that's very different. So you might know the steps to take to market your business, but while business is being a sassy little bitch and you know all other things that happen are outside of you, it's very different of knowing the marketing steps than actually taking them. It's very different knowing the steps to set up a podcast than actually recording your first one. Because what I noticed about myself when I launched my website, when I got on Instagram for the first time, when I got on LinkedIn, when I recorded my first podcast episodes, is that I cared. I cared about failing. I cared about looking like a tit. I cared about, I I cared about what people would think of me. I cared if I was going to be successful and in business and actually attract clients to me because there I was putting myself out there in a really like Bambi learns to walk on ice for the first time style kind of way, navigating, looking like a complete dick, like cringe, but knowing that there would be friends and family cringing, being like, what the fuck is she doing? I even had one girl, right, from school, um, accidentally reply to one of my Instagram stories saying, oh my God, get onto this. Who does she think she is? And I I know, right? And it, I mean, it's funny now to look back on, but at the time I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. And I knew that from the way that like um, extended family would would talk to me about, you know, how I was going on social media and stuff like that. You can sort of read people's energy, right? You can sort of get get the gist that they think it's a bit cringe, right? That's all shit that you've got to navigate. That's all shit that you, you've got to navigate standing up on that surfboard and, and actually thinking, going through those thoughts of people are going to, I'm going to look like a tit because I am new to this and I am going to suck at it for the first few times because I'm learning, right? But you've not only got to navigate that, you've got to navigate the thoughts in your own head because People aren't actually judging you as much in the moment. They're not judging you as much as you think they are. Just take that one in for a minute. When I was on social media for the first time, um, launching my podcast episodes for the first time, the people who I think might judge me probably never even looked at my Instagram, probably never even listened to my first podcast episodes. It's all, the majority of it is what I'm trying to say is it's happening in your head much more than it's happening in their heads. And even if it is happening in their heads, what would you rather? What would you rather? Would you rather not try to stand up on the surfboard, not try to learn how to actually surf for fear of what other people are going to think of you in the process of you trying? Or would you rather just not be able to do it? Would you rather not record those first podcast episodes for fear of what other people might think of you as you're learning and being a bit shit on the way or just not try at all? And these are all decisions that you have to make, right? They really are. And I encourage you in this podcast episode today to make them, to bring them into your awareness, to be conscious of them. Ask yourself the question, where am I not standing up on the surfboard knowing that I'm going to get knocked off, knowing that I'm not going to be able to do it, but also knowing that if I don't try, I'm not going to be able to get better at it. Where does that apply to you in your life and in business? Find that, pause the episode here, reflect inwards on yourself, take that lesson and really call yourself out on your own shit here because I've had to (laughs) along the way. Um, Next lesson, how many more are there? There's only a couple. I might, I might merge them all into, into one. Um, the next lesson is 
how much I deeply, deeply wanted to skip the work. In fact, this encompasses all of those other points. So this is going to be the final lesson. I got to a point where I, after a few times of going in the water, I was standing up, uh, but not like, not actually standing up. Like (laughs) I was trying, right? I was trying to stand up, but I noticed myself wanting to skip the work. And I noticed myself telling myself, I just don't want to waste my energy. Like we're afraid of rejection, failure, judgment of others, all the things that I've talked about, usually the closest people to us too. (laughs) But but what I noticed about myself in the trying is we want to guarantee that it's going to work before we'll allow ourselves to try or commit to trying. And what that looks like in surfing is if I just know, if I could, if I just knew that if I just tried for the rest of today, or if I just caught 10 more waves and then I knew I was going to be able to stand up, then I know it's going to be worth trying. But what if I, what if I catch 10 more waves and I'm as bad in 10 more tries than I am now? It's not going to be worth the effort. And I think that what we can do in business sometimes is we want the guarantee before we even try, before we invest our time, energy and effort, we want the guarantee it's going to work. And what often, what I notice people doing, my own clients included, is they want the guarantee that this is going to work before I invest, before I make the financial investment, the time investment, the energy, the effort investment, the investment of potentially looking like a tit in front of other people. We want all of that. But did you know that 5,127 prototypes of the Dyson Hoover were made before the first one was created? Did you know that Picasso created 100 masterpieces, but he actually created over 50,000 works of art? Did you know these things? Because what that tells you is all of these people that you see as success, and again, like apply, you look to someone who you think is successful and you look at all, you can't look at, you consider all of the things you don't know about them, all of the ways that they tried and failed, all of the behind the scenes battles that they had to have with themselves, with other people, with the things that they were navigating. When we tweak and faff and finesse and make it so perfect, or try to make it so perfect that no one can pick holes in it, or reject us, or judge us, we're doing ourselves a disservice. That thing that I mentioned earlier in the episode about me being scared of marketing and sales, I'm doing myself a disservice by trying to get it perfect, and not just doing it and considering it best done. We're ensure what we do when we do that is we ensure failure in advance which although it's still failure by not trying, it's failure we're in control of because it feels better if we're in control of it. And the thing is, if you try, and I mean really try, you catch every wave that you're able to catch. You know, you try to stand up at every opportunity, apply it to business again, I'm using the surf as a metaphor. But the thing is, you might actually fail. Your worst fears might actualize. They might come true. Your friends and friends, Your friends and family might laugh. They might gossip about you. They might judge you. But what happens when we try and fail, as opposed to not trying at all, is we fail forward. When we try and fail, as opposed to not trying at all, we fail forward, which is to say that the failure that, you, the failure that you're experiencing is going to serve your future self. From trying and failing, you're getting lessons, invaluable growth, 
which you couldn't have had without the trying. And any attempts that you do make that put you in a position of failing or being laughed at or judged, they all just serve a future success that you have no idea about currently. You have no idea what is going to present itself to you in life and in business. Very recently, I got, I've been getting, um, direct messages on Instagram and in my email inbox, ask from businesses, asking me to go and do public speaking with them, which by the way, I'm absolutely buzzing about. It's one of my favorite things to do, but that's not something that I've put out there. But if you think about it, where, where have they come from? Because these are, some of them are companies that I've never heard of. I didn't even know that we had a relationship. How have they sought me out? The podcast. They've, they've listened to the podcast and they've gone, yeah, I, this is going to be amazing for our people. Yeah, I like her style. Let's bring her in. Now, can you imagine if I'd have never started that episode number one? Can you imagine when I was struggling in the first 10, 20 episodes with consistency with my own inner demons if I just stopped there? All of these future opportunities wouldn't have presented themselves or maybe they would have just at a very later date or in different ways. And what I'm saying here is, I want you to deeply consider all of the ways that you're not allowing yourself to try because you want that guarantee that you're going to succeed. You're not allowing yourself to try because you want to know that you're not going to be judged. Really consider all of those ways that you're not allowing yourself to fail and get good at something. And in those failures, that's going to serve something, a future opportunity you have no idea about. I did not know when I started this podcast episode, what opportunities were going to come off the back of it? How could I? How could I know that? And if I'd have stopped, I wouldn't have known them at all. And that brings me where I want to wrap up the episode really, is when we don't try and when we don't allow ourselves to catch as many waves as we're able to, but instead we wait for the perfect wave There's never going to be a perfect wave. And even if you catch the perfect wave, if you haven't practiced how to surf, you're not going to know how to surf it. You're not going to go out know how to ride it. You have to catch the imperfect waves and try on them. You have to practice imperfectly. Knowledge is nothing without practice. Knowledge is only knowledge unless you turn it into skill by practicing it. And for those of you who are my clients at the moment and are practicing the Thrive First method, know this about the method. It only works if you practice it. And there are going to be parts where, like me, you want to skip the work and you want to be like, I just want to fucking be able to surf. Honest to God, it was hilarious. If you'd have seen me in that water, I was cursing at my surfboard. I just want to be able to fucking do it. I had blisters on my hands. I was like, I just want to be able to do it now. With that. I want to skip the work. You get so frustrated. But there is so much goodness in that growth. And I will continue to learn to surf just as I will continue to take the lessons in life and business. And I will continue to push myself, call myself out on my own bullshit in terms of my comfort zone so that I can fulfill what I want to, which is serving as many of you as possible. If you're interested in the work that I do, tune in to the next few episodes where I'm going to be interviewing my clients. You're going to hear from their mouths, not from mine, what they're gaining from being with me in the Thrive First Method and being coached by me. But you're also going to hear that question and answer episode about what is this work and what can it do for you? So stay tuned. But meanwhile, I really hope this episode and the metaphor that I've been using 
comparing surfing to life and to mainly to business. I hope that it's given you some ability to pause and reflect inwardly, raise up your self-awareness and recognize what lessons I've shared with you in this episode today apply to you and where you can stop playing small, holding yourself back. Because guys, I've got to be honest with you, I'm done. Like I'm done. I recognize the ways I've been playing small and I am ready to call myself out in business on my bullshit the same way I did in that sea. The sea is a sassy little bitch. (laughs) Business is a sassy little bitch. And I don't want to look back in another year when I'm recording another podcast episode going, right, I'm 37 this year. What business, what business lessons have I learned this year? I don't want to look back and go, shit, same ones. And I'm all right with it, by the way. Like if I have to, if it takes time to learn the same lessons, that's okay. But I just want to put a stake in the ground and put out to you guys really to hold hold myself accountable as a leader in my own life and in my own business. Hold myself accountable to that growth. When I when I bring these lessons out in my own clients and in myself, you can't unsee them. And it might take a few goes to learn the same lesson. Yeah, we acknowledge that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't that you stop seeing it. And I know now with me that I've seen this and I can't unsee it. And I want that for you too. In this episode today, contact me. Let me know. What has this brought up for you? What has this episode made you see in yourself that you now no longer can unsee? I want to know that. Contact me, DM me, share this episode on Instagram and let me know the lesson. You've got to tag me, guys. Some of you share the episodes and I don't know about it on your Instagram stories. I don't know about it because you don't tag me. Um, And that means that we can't chat in the DMs and that's sad because I want to know, like, I want to know what growth you've got from this this episode. I want to know who you're sharing these with. Um, So please, that's my ask of you, is not only implementing this into your life and in your business, please, please share these episodes. The more I can get the podcast into the ears of people who need it, the more people I can serve completely for free. And then the more people I can serve for free, the more people that can find my work want to and have the capacity and the financial resources to work with me and the more lives I can help people to empower themselves to change. That's my mission right? So rant over. (laughs) I hope this has served you. Please, please never forget whether you're in the middle of the sea and it being a sassy little bitch or when you're in the middle of business and business is being a sassy little bitch with you. Please never forget. I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.